This is Jeopardy! Ah, Andy, here's the question. Uh, in the movie Captain America, what was Captain America's original name? Pardue Chicken. Ooh, that's not right. To you, Aries, in the movie Captain America, what was Captain America's original name? Brandon from the UK cocksucker. Ooh, the correct answer was, oh, Steve. from Frank Williams, y'all. Frank, that was a good one, brother. I like that. I think we need some Muppets for ourselves. Some Muppets? Like yeah. actual Muppets? To put into the frame instead of us. It, you mean when we do this? Yeah. That might be not a bad idea one time. Yeah, just have it. That way we could get violent. <laughs> Stab each other. <laughs> and punch each other. <laughs> yeah. Just at the end, they all have black yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, this first one comes to us from who Jamani Sylvester uh spoiler alert spoiler alert yo Aries I'm listening to episode 505 and this must be the hundredth time I've heard you talk down on your longevity in the bedroom lol aka your stamina I got something you can do next time you're having sex and finish early do what I do lol if I'm with my girl and I feel like I'm about to nut early I just yell out spoiler alert works every time lmao Thanks for reading my email, your boy, Jamani. You like that? Yeah, I usually just jump up, pound my chest, and say, I won. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I won. Yeah. Yeah, I, I beat you. Or before I come, I'll pull my dick out, and I'll go, finish her. <laughs> and then I'll... <laughs> and then she's laying there with just cum juice all over her chest. I go, fatality. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, that is so juvenile. We, we should make we should make comedic porn. Comedic porn. Yeah, we direct it and we get like real porn guys, but oh, we tell okay. them to yeah, do yeah, fucking yeah, bullshit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. It would be funny. But then you know, you look at the girl and it, it, you film it in slow motion, so you just see her almost like uh, uh, the movie uh, where Kennedy gets shot, and you just see back and to the left, like she uh, gets right, right, it's a slow motion. You see yeah, it, yeah. Oh, that, you know, that's not a bad idea, I and, I, and, I, and I know some porno hoes. I think we can make some uh, funny porn porn clips. Just, uh, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, G weeks, uh, winning time cancellation and three mics. Hypothetical. What up, ANA? To start this email off, I gotta say I was just as surprised as both of you when I learned that winning time was canceled. Watching that final episode without any knowledge of it being. Uh, the series finale had me scratching my head. Ooh. The fact that they ended it by showing the Lakers losing to the Celtics with, with Magic sitting in the shower with his head down was ridiculous. To hear that it was canceled due to poor viewership was questionable in itself. I know all art is subjective, but I felt that most people I knew who watched the show found it enjoyable. I'm not a huge conspiracy theory guy, but a part of me thinks that Magic may have played a part in all of this. Uh, it seems like most of the characters' real-life counterparts had an issue with how they were portrayed on screen, but which one of them actually has the financial power and connections to make a difference? It's probably not the case, but what do you guys think? 
I really hope there's a way another network can pick it up. But I agree with Andy. I don't think another network would be willing to take the chance on it. Um, on another note, I had a hypothetical thought the other day and wanted to see what your thoughts on it would be. So we all know about the three mics reign back in the 90s, but all three of them had their had their unique challenges that they went through. My question to both of you is which one of them would have had the better career if you switched around their challenges? What if Michael Jackson had a huge gambling addiction and Joe Jackson was murdered in his prime? Uh, well, first of all, Mike didn't have a gambling addiction. He liked to gamble. There's a difference. And I love when he gave the interview with Amar Rashad where he had on the glasses and he goes, look, man, if I had a gambling problem, I'd be hocking my watch. You know, my wife would have left me. You know, my, I, I would have put in, I would have been doing things to jeopardize my livelihood. And, and, I, and I remember on the last dance, I can't remember his real name, but the, but the black sports analyst guy was like, listen, 10,000 to us is a lot of money to Michael Jordan. That's like $10 a hand. He's good for it. He's got it. So I never thought that Mike had a gambling problem. Mike got money and he likes to gamble. Um, and as far as Michael Jackson, uh, you know, he might have been happy Joe Jackson was taken out as, as much abuse as he had to deal with. So I, I don't know if that's really the same kind of challenge. Um, what if Mike Tyson had to fight while dealing with child molestation allegations? Um, I think that Mike would uh, knock out his opponent still and whoever made the allegations. Um, what if Jordan had an agent stealing millions from him, went to jail for three years on a rape charge and had a full-blown coke addiction? Uh, I believe that somehow Jordan's career wouldn't change at all. What about you? No, it would absolutely change. Because Michael, remember, at the, at the height of Mike's popularity, sometimes I dream he was about pure uh, perfection. I, I, I like how the lady alluded to he was Teflon. His image was all about wholesome family you know, perfect dad, perfect husband. And uh, so that absolutely would have destroyed his career. Um, yeah, Stern couldn't have used him to uh, develop the league no, all the way into the into no. the European and, and Chinese. And, and McDonald's ads? Forget about it. Yeah. Um, thank you for taking the time. <laughs> <laughs> a little white van pulls up and some guy gets out of the back, opens up the door and has a bunch of McDonald's in his hands. And is like, hey, little kid. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, little kid. You want a burger? You want a burger? <laughs> As he hands him out, his tongue's out. <laughs> uh, I don't usually do this, uh, but this is how I get kids in the van. So if you want to be in a van, go be in the van. Break. Yeah, I, I think that that Absolutely. Th there's no, there's no yeah. co coming back from that. Uh, thanks for taking the time to read my email. You deleted my previous one accidentally on the last pop before reading my third porn title. It worked out because only me, you, and Andy will ever know how trash it was. LOL. Thanks, Gervais. Yeah, I think I think it makes uh I think you could take anything that happened to anybody during Mike's career and put that on Mike, and he just knocks someone out even faster. I don't <laughs> I don't uh, I, I don't think it changes Mike. Not at all. Um uh, Jordan Lamar. The realest episode of all podcasts. Damn, uh, damn, Aries and Andy. I just got to episode 138. That was some of the deepest, most inspiring shit I've heard. I was tearing up with you, Aries. Andy, your balls hang real low. You a real G. Expressing how you was feeling and saying it to Aries' face like a real fucking man. That's true friendship. 
That's something I struggle with, but between working on, but I've been working on recently. We need everybody in the world and in the business to start acting like y'all and showing the real. Aries, my respect for you has grown a hundred times over, dog. I felt your pain and I hope you find a way through that shit. We need you, dog. You're as real as fuck for expressing yourself like that. Life been real fucked up for me lately, but after this episode, I felt it's going to be all right and have never been more inspired. Hearing people uh, you look up to and who you seemingly have it all going through the same kind of pain and trials you're going through makes you think, damn, it's always going to be hard no matter where you're at in life. But like you said, you got to get out of that bed and get moving. I'm 30 years old, haven't seen any brighter signs coming in my direction. I'm working the best job I've ever had, but owning anything like a nice home or opening a business seems so far out of reach. I'm always thinking about giving up. Don't. I've been sleeping in my car for a few weeks. Rent is more than a fucking mortgage. Rent is more than a fucking mortgage making me feel like I'm working just to pay rent. Fuck that. Never had a dream and definitely definitely not a talent or even the idea of how to find one. After high school, uh, I just decided to go the nine to five grind it out route and hopefully it works out. Uh, Let me wait. Uh, It hasn't yet, not even close. Started reading the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and that shit's about to go in the trash. Was hoping it would give me a better perspective, but I'm not a person who's easily influenced by words, but in a real dark place recently. But after episode 138, y'all put a new battery in my back, and I'm I'm ready to keep going. Your podcast is so important. Thank you. Kind of funny how the most important episode to me was the one, was almost y'all's last one. I'm glad y'all kept going. Again, Andy is so real for not going behind your back talking shit like most people do. You got a real friend. Y'all got great chemistry together and everybody who talks shit about Andy through the emails talking about he ain't funny or get rid of him, fuck him. And my burning back voice, fuck him. <laughs> you funny as fuck to me. Keep y'all, keep going y'all too because y'all are really helping me get, uh, helping me to keep going too. Always love and respect. Peace. Jordan Lamar. My man. You know what? It's always the the Rocky quote that gets me. When, when no matter what problems you're in, because it's not about hey about how you hit, it's about how you get hit and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hits and not point the fingers at him and her and say that it you ain't getting there because of them. Because cowards do that, not in you. You're better than that. You're always gonna be my son. I always love you, but you're never gonna have a life. Until you, however else that goes. Until <laughs> the writer finishes yeah. that thought. Don't don't forget to say goodbye to your mother. Dude, yeah. but it, it is. Everybody every, everybody goes through something. Yeah. Man. And so, man, stick to it, man. Believe. You, you, you're going to, if you believe it, keep working at it. Don't say, surrender. You'll get there. Uh, it doesn't come on the time. It's not on your timetable, though. That's the only problem. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to muddle what he said. So no, yeah. I don't either. I just I want him to keep going though because uh, I I love that. You know, when you recognize things that are going on with other people, mm-hmm. it's usually when you're open to receiving something in your own life. You know, I, I you know, I did uh, recently, uh, and I and I said I stopped doing it because I had too many experiences where I would give homeless guys money, and they would be arrogant about receiving it, and that would piss me off. I said, you know what, man, fuck it. So I I gave. I got off a freeway, fucking rolled my window down, gave a white guy money, and then uh, about two days later, I gave another guy money. And it felt like the blessings financially came back, you know? 
And, and, and I don't want to sound corny, but I was like, damn, maybe there's something really... I remember Muhammad Ali said, uh, the way you treat people... Uh, I'm going to fuck up this beautiful quote. The way you treat people is the rent you pay on earth uh, in order to get to heaven. Or I don't know. How, he basically said, the time on your while you're here, the way you treat people is the rent you pay here to get to a better place. I'm butchering it. But I, I, I kind of went, you know what? However they receive it, as arrogantly as they may be, as much to my dismay, it ain't about that. It's about me paying the rent. So, you know. Um, I hadn't been doing giving anybody any money because it was just it it just had seemed so much mm-hmm. that it wasn't going to do anything. And uh, when we were in Philly, man. I was walking down the street, and I think we all can kind of feel when someone is in pain, like they're not just there looking for money or looking for you know they, they they're hungry, they need yeah. something, they're in pain, something. Man, I just try to stay open to feeling that. And then yeah. I go and give those, you know, if I can see that person or I can see a few dollars can help them out, then I'm, I'm there. To, I'll do that. But I, I'm trying to stay open to feeling that because we close ourselves off so much that we don't have to feel anything. And, I mean, I need to – it does benefit you to know the how the people around you are feeling. And this one dude I was walking by, and he was sitting at Target, he, in front of a Target there in, in Philly while we were walking over to the club. And he wasn't asking for any money, but he was just his face. He just had this look, man. Just it was just not good. Like I could <clears> tell, he was just really struggling to figure out what he was going to do next. Right. And, and I would just walked up and go, you, and I had some money in my hand. I go, you need a couple bucks? And he goes, Yeah. And and I gave him some money. And mm. you know, for all I know, and I'm, listen, I'm being very, I'm being very comedic in, in this idea. But for all I know, he was just in there going. Someone doesn't come by and give me a couple bucks in the next five minutes. I'm going to kill this next motherfucker that walks by. And then I'm just walking by and I'm like, hey, man, you need a couple bucks? And maybe I saved someone's life yeah, that day. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is that he just looked like he, you know, I, I, more so than he looked, I just felt like this this person in pain. I look over and I see this guy and he's literally shaking. And they said, like I, I've said this on the podcast before because I love this quote. It's somebody said, you can't, uh, money can't buy happiness, but it, but you can give them, but it can if you give it away and when you give someone some something that they weren't expecting that makes their day a little bit better it makes your day better too man um can you feel me needing a thousand dollars from you no okay <laughs> this is from bless 84 denzel in comedy dear aries and andy first time emailing you guys and loving the podcast welcome motherfucker uh aries you're one of my two favorite you're one of my two favorite comedians keep up the good work well, who's the other one? God damn it. Don't just leave me on it to be continued. Who do you want it to be? Uh, Who do you want to be up there on the top of the pedestal with? Carrot Top. Puts a lot of effort into those little uh, toys. <laughs> Harry's, you mentioned in the last podcast that you want to see Denzel in a comedy. Not sure if you knew, but his first movie was called Carbon Copy, where he yeah. plays the son of a rich Jewish man who never knew he had a son. If you're curious, here's the YouTube link. Uh, by the way, I can't believe you never heard of Nina Hartley. Look her up. Past stuff and current stuff. She's a goddess. Also, fun idea. What are you guys' top favorite, uh, top five favorite porn stars? Yeah, I think I said um, Heart Condition. No, I haven't. You might have said with that Denzel. Before. Yeah, but I forgot Carbon Copy. Copy. Yeah. So they might he might have done two comedies. Um, 
top five. I, I'm telling you, dude, I, I've never been a porn guy. Uh, I bang some porn. I bang more porn stars than I've seen porn. Uh, but I've never been a porn guy. But if I have to answer you, uh, top five. Vanessa Del Rio, one. Julie Cash, wink, wink, two. Uh, God, see, this is where I, you know. Yeah, this is where I, I'm telling you, I'm not a porn dude. Um, Cherokee ass, wink, wink, three. Uh, dude, I don't know. Uh, Kiara Mia, wink, wink, four. Uh, shit. I don't know about that fifth spot. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, who are yours? I, I'm, you know, was from the 80s when porn was uh, in there. When bitches had Bush. Uh, so uh, Ginger Lynn would probably be in there. One. Because she was, at the time, Tracy Lords. Two. And she was underage, but she also pulled herself out of that and made, you know, some other movies. So Ginger Lynn, interesting story. Uh, who's the chick that was on Howard's, that Howard Stern movie? Uh, she's like the most famous porn star. Like she was in the movie. She was in the movie, and she was. Uh, let me look. Let me look this up real quick because I can't remember her name. Everybody knows. I, I know everybody's going to know who it is as soon as I say her name. Um, fuck, what's her name? I, I can't get it. I can't even give you clues. Oh, private my, parts. My fifth spot, Carmela Bing. Wink, wink. Carmela Bing. Yeah. To look that up. She's got real fat now. Uh, but still, them titties was a monster. Uh, where is she in here? Let's see. Uh, wow, wow. Why can't I find her? Jenna Jameson. Jenna Jameson? Yeah, Jenna Jameson. Okay, so that's four. That's th- is that three or four? I think it's four. I don't know who their other ones are. That's, that's, that's all yeah, I got. Yeah, one more. That's all I got. That's all you got? I, I, oh, oh, Nina Hartley. I mean, she, okay. was, she was pretty cool back then. Um, but I can't think of anybody. I know Vanessa Del Rio, and all, but that was. I'm just trying to think of who else would have came into. Oh, I'll give it to the chick who was in, uh, um, Deep Throat, because uh, that, that's a whole new genre she started. Okay, but you filled the top five spot. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Emmanuel Gomez. Quarantine, winning time. Uh, isn't it funny how did the how did the la- how? Isn't it funny how did the series? Wait a minute, how did the series? See, this is what you do. I'm reading fucked up because you wrote fucked up. I'm trying to read proper something that's fucked up. Asian voice. Uh, isn't it funny how did the series is called Winning Time? How did the series? See, it works though. Yeah, I know, but damn but they end up losing in the last episode. I'm the first person that called for Pancho Z to lose his song for dumb remarks for the De Niro Ice Cube comparison. Last week, someone, last week, someone second the motion. Judges, A&A? Oh, yes, definitely. I, 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 you know, I was very upset with him for that. Uh, he just had a good song for his name. That was it. That was it. Everything that's come since then has been garbage. Uh, I'm glad you guys... Stop talking about washing your ass and shit. I wash my whole body with one washcloth and my face and all germs, and my face and all germs are good for your skin, LOL. Team boxers all day. 
uh, we're talking basketball. I moved to the United States in 1988. I was eight. So my first recollection of any basketball games was with the Pistons winning championships at 92. They did not win in 92, sir. They won in 89 and 90. Uh, 92 was Jordan's championship against the uh, Trailblazers. Then we got a TV and Jordan took off from then on and out. I've been team Jordan all day. Um, I don't get what that has to do with team boxers all day. Like it's talking about boxer shorts. Maybe because we were talking about underwear that wore. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but we are the lucky ones uh, because we got to watch all the great dynasty from the Bulls to the Cowboys to the Patriots to the Yankees and the Red Sox, all of it. Take that from Brand. Take that, Brandon, from the UK, you cocksucker. LOL. <laughs> Is that his name? I forgot. Uh, pussy, pussy does got power. Bitch won in a hundred million. Ooh, that that felt like uh, I was in a at a carnival with the maze with the mirrors, and I was trying to find my way out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like I was in a carnival, dude. Like I couldn't. That motherfucking email. Woo. The stutters when you keep walking into the. Yeah, into the yeah. Like I was in a labyrinth. Um, Josh, Jose Gardia. Uh, yo, what the fuck? Why would they cancel this show? Winning time, he means. It was fucking great. I think all the actors were great in the series. Now, I'm not a Laker fan. I fucking hate the Lakers. I'm a Phoenix Suns fan and always will be. But this show was great, and anyone that failed to notice that is a hater. Again, I hate the Lakers. Oh, that reminds me of something. Uh, but the show was amazing, and the only person I think they canceled it the only, re- oh, only reason I think they canceled it was because they portrayed how people really were. They're just mad because they showed who they really were. Yeah, brother, you you you, you preach into the choir. I, I don't think that they canceled it for that reason. And when they said the the one person who said about magic maybe had something, I, no, he didn't have anything to no, do with it. No, I don't think so either. I, I mean, they're public figures. Yeah, they're mad about it. Jerry was really mad because he's the least of those people that are public figures. But it, they've had so much shit written about them. <laughs> um, and, and I think this made everybody a lot more money. Yeah, dude, I forgot. Fucking Damian Lillard. Yeah, the trade to fucking play with Giannis. Is it a lock? No, no, no. Because you know, as great as everybody, there's some great teams that we've just put together. We've watched all these teams, but they have to get through a season without injuries. Yeah, if they make it injury free. I don't know. Damn, that's a hell of a combo, though. Phoenix got better. They made a big trade to be able to trade uh, DeAndre. Uh, Hold on, Brandon. We'll be right with you. (laughs) They made a big trade to trade DeAndre to bring in some other players that they feel is going to round out the team better. I I, I think, God, people are going to hate me for saying this in Phoenix. I think DeAndre comes back to bite Phoenix in the ass. Do you really? Yeah, because I think... He's he needed this. I'm I'm happy for him because I think he needs to go somewhere. I think he needs to prove himself. I think he needs to be toughened up, and I think he'll get that somewhere else. Uh, and I think it'll be easier for him to receive that somewhere else because, you know, when you're young and people have been critical of you, it's hard to give back. I think when he goes somewhere else, a new challenge. He just came off the Olympic team uh, he played for, and he looked good. I think he comes back. I think he's I think he's going to be a dominant player as, as he gets. Is he? I think he's still going to get a little bigger. I think he's still going to. I think he's going to. Get that little bit more dog in him, and I think he's going to be a good player. I'd like to see what happens with him, but uh, Phoenix did get better, though. For this next season, they got better. We'll see what happens. Um, 
Dizzy White, await. Porn name names, quick hitters. Uh, hey, A&A fam, emailing at work, so forgive my typos, and it's the reason this is so short, but quick movie names turn porn titles. Uh, Pursuit of Ass and Tits. I think someone said that one. I think we yeah, had that one. I think so. Uh, man Inside Her, based off Man on Fire. I think that's kind of funny. I mean, even when you think about it, Man on Fire could be a porn. Yeah. It's bad pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, American Prankster, American Gangster, and yes, I know it's a reach, but I literally just got done listening to the pod of you guys talking about the gay serial killer in New York and that old, dirty-ass gay man There was no hanky-panky the first night. Steve had a new one, uh, The Hunt for Red October. Ooh, nice! Who was in that movie? Sean Connery, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Hornery. Kind of know. Yeah, it's, it's all right. You've done better. Yeah, I just, you, I'm just you off can't, the cuff. You, it's off yeah, the cuff. I know, but you can't compete with, uh, what was your best one? Your best one was... Uh, oh, uh, Warren Penis. Yeah. And and Arnold Squirts and Niggas. Yeah. Those, those, those two. How are you going to beat those? Right. Squirts and Niggas. Yeah, you're, you, you, your bar is too high. You can't just come out with off the dome. I'm a fucking like genius! Let me give you credit for that one that you just had after those two. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah, it was it was terrible. Um, more penis. More penis. So it's it's such a great play on the word on yeah. the word. Yeah, you like that one over squirts and niggas? No, I. The reason I like <laughs> the reason I like that one is because you set up a whole uh, like cartoon. Yes. Character. So that was really. Yeah, Jamil, Khalil, <laughs> Jamal. Come here, I want to squirt in you niggas. That, that that made it funny, but <laughs> comedically though, come the- on, dog, hurry up, son. My ass hurt, man. Don't worry, I'll be done shortly. I'm going to come. I'm coming. I'm coming. I've squirted niggas. So that makes it very funny, but the the uh, comedic of more penis, yes, for for, for right. Morpheus, it's right. pretty fucking good. Hey, yo, Arnold, you gonna lick my balls, cuz? Absolutely. Give them to me. Give me your balls if you want to live. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's threatening you, you know? Prime Arnold, muscular, and the black guy's like Kevin Hart size. And he's gonna fuck, he's got him in a corner. And he's basically telling him, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm going to beat you to death. And the black guy's like, no, no, no. Well, then give me your balls if you want to live. (laughs) 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 I wish I could do it, Kevin. Oh, my God. No, no. I can't do it. (laughs) All right. Tyquez at Yahoo.com. We love Andy. We love Neri. Uh, Yo, Aries, I was listening to previous episodes, and you mentioned Neri asked to do a podcast with you before Andy did. A couple questions. What made you decide to roll with Andy instead of Neri? Do you think the podcast with Neri would have been successful as this one? And the last question is for Andy. Do you think you would have a successful podcast with Neri, just you and him? Oh, um. Yeah. Uh, I, I think because Andy's on the road with me every week, uh, it, it suits us uh, to do the podcast, whereas Neri and I weren't. 
And I, and I got to be honest, man, I'm not a fan of the call-in from a different city and state Zoom cut-it-together podcast. I just think that there's a magic that happens when two people share the same space. There's a disconnect to me over a phone or a Zoom or a computer. It's just a disconnect. I could be overthinking it. Uh, that's one. You know, I said this before. I love Neri, but Neri and I, like, butting heads is good, but you got to have the right head to butt. You know, Neri and I are, 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 are so, like, and I say this with love, but Neri says things that almost get me angry when we, when we butt heads. Annie and I butt heads, but it, it, it's, it's a different kind of head butt. You know, if, I'm trying to make sense of, trying to get you to understand what I'm saying, you know. Uh, like, I, me and Andy headbutt, head but nobody's going for blood. When I headbutt Neri, I want blood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I, and listen, I think me and Neri, if the longer we stayed with it, just because we're both comedic, we would have figured it out. But it wouldn't have been no easy road. And how about you? I think uh, you and Neri, Neri would have had a really successful podcast. I think you guys could have done it. I still think you guys could do it. Uh, but it would have to be, you know, like you said, long distance. And that's something that, you know, I know that you appreciate the the camaraderie of being in the same room with someone and exchanging those ideas that way. Uh, but I think you guys could have done one. Uh, as far as Neri and I, I don't know, because we would have to have something that we agree to talk on because Neri uh, likes to do podcasts. And I don't know what it, uh, what if Aries and Neri did one, what it would be on. But Neri's has several podcasts and they're all very focused where we're kind of focused, but kind of uh, it's more free flowing. There's a lot of thought into what we do. I, I think Neri is a franchise. You know, when you go to visit Neri's, you know, what's on the menu, you know, whereas with us, it's a buffet. You know, you kind of know certain things that they're going to be there. It's going to be sports talk. It's going to be race talk. But, you know, it could be some today's special on the menu that you had no idea would exist. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to reinvent the wheel. But I, I, I think Neri, Neri is very interesting character, man. Uh, he is. You've only spent the guys have spent a little bit of time with him when he's on the podcast. Neri, uh, Neri is very funny, has uh, very opinionated. That's I, 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 I. Uh, I think that that's where you don't, when you have an opinion and Neri has an opinion, you guys are both such like, my opinion means more than the other. That's what I'm saying. It, it's, it's, it, for me, I, and I know, I think it's more on me than him, but for me, I, I feel, I have moments where I go in my head, I don't say it, but in my head, I'm like, what the motherfucker just say? The motherfucker just, and that starts to get me. No, no. Uh, but I, I, I would like Neri, like when we go out to, uh, every time we go out to Florida, for the most part, if we, if we can get Neri yeah. on the podcast, we will. I, I mean, hey, I, just sometimes with Neri, though, the jokes are very, like when he throws his jokes in there, they're very boom boom. Yeah, but he has some funny, real funny shit, too. But yeah, but he, I tend to not say anything rather than have a halfway joke. Yeah. Aries is about to get as many shots up as possible. There he is. Yeah, listen, I, and again, I don't mind if a motherfucker take a shot at me. If it's really good, man, I'm going to tip my hat. But Nary will sometimes take shots at me, and that's when I go, and I really went, oh! But that's but that's what he, he likes to do, that. He likes to go up against you like that. Yeah, he likes to shoot me with a Nerf gun. I'm trying to shoot him with a whole <laughs> cannon. 
<laughs> you guys are funny, though. Uh, Ambrose Garden Hire. Top five Denzel movies. There's a name uh, I've never heard. And that sounds like a woman. Are you a woman, Ambrose? I think we might have another woman. Maybe. You know, all the women that listen to this podcast should put a, together a search party and go search for Farrah. <laughs> a female search party for a female. Ambrose Gardenhire. Um, what if she broke up with her boy and she's actually dating Brandon from the UK? Wow. That would be a, a yeah. That's why we haven't heard from her. He won't allow her. <laughs> You're not going to listen to that cocksucker. You're not going to do it. I'm not letting you do it. Fuck him. <laughs> All he talks about is fucking basketball and race. Him and that fucking other guy. You're not listening. I'm telling you right now. You're not going to do it. Put your computer down. Put your computer down. Close your laptop. Black son of a bitch. Uh, I would love to see what he looks like. Brandon, send us a picture. Head to toe. I bet you like four foot three. Um, this is a home. This is the homie Swagger Jones. Well, I just fucked up. Well, where the fuck is Ambrose Gardenhire coming from? I wanted to add my two cents on uh, my top five Denzel films. It would like, I would like, I would like to talk you. I would like to add this caveat. Damn, what nigga says caveat? Ambrose Gardenhire. De- yeah. I haven't seen Equalizer 3 yet. Uh, one, Malcolm X for the reasons Andy stated. Two, Devil in the Blue Dress, because this is the first time I saw Denzel. This is the first film I saw Denzel star in. Wow. Oh, shit. American Gangster, first time watching Denzel play the villain. Fences, because to me, that was a masterclass in acting, in my opinion. Uh, Philadelphia, a great performance by... Two top tier actors going blow for blow. Yeah, you know uh, we, we didn't. Neither one of us put Philadelphia in there, did we? No, that's a great for him. The subtle, you know what? You have to include that. I mean, the subtle changes that he made to his character from beginning to end. How, like you said, I'm disgusted by him. Yeah, and and to see the 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 it, because it wasn't like a dramatic change. What I hate about most movies, the dramatic change where everybody feels good at the end. No, there was still, it was just a subtle change. It was just a little bit, just to show how, how different as a human you can be with just a little bit of a change. Yeah, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, I, I give the real nod, though, to Tom Hanks and Anton, Antonio Banderas. They did a great job. But yeah. I, I think Denzel's character, to, to, to really bring, the, it didn't take much of a change. It was just enough to make him see their humanity. It wasn't about, he. you know that he didn't walk away from them in the, in the movie that he was like pro-gay and he was going to go out to gay. He wasn't going to go to Pride weekends in, in March. for. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he realized their humanity. And that's what I think movies like to make that, the, they like to show the full turn where now they realize everything and they're better people because of it. Right. Really, it's just about our humanity. Just a little, a little nudge to the right or the left can change the life. Um, and I just want to say, when you say two actors going blow for blow, that when you use those words, blow for blow, that's why I can't give it that. That to me was him and Gene Hackman in Crimson Tide. Blow for blow. Uh, but then he writes as he closes out, P.S. Your MLK is funny as fuck. And I look forward to you doing it more on the podcast and can't wait for you to incorporate it into your act. P.S. What is Bobby Patterson's take on the Patriots? He, uh, you know, kid, I have not been fucking watching him. Uh, as of lately, I've, I've been really fucking busy, uh, but I mean to get on it. 
But uh, it's, and it's a shame for me to say that, given the fucking kind of Estonian I am. But that being said, stay tuned, kid. I promise you, I'll get back to you. But it don't matter if I'm late, because your name is Swagger Jones, which lets me know you're a fucking black guy. So if you can't be on time, I can't be on time. It's not the diaper. Name's Bobby Patterson, by the way. <laughs> Belichick looks different right now. Does he? Yeah, he just looks... He doesn't have that same... Zest? Well, there was so much more confidence coming off of him when it was... Well, he had Brady. fucking John Brady. Brady. <laughs> when you have the greatest Anglo-Saxon, purebred, cleft chin, fucking high cheekbone white man on the planet, you gotta have some zest in your fucking step. He is the fucking... Soap to your dirty body. <laughs> he is the fucking gravy to your mashed potatoes. He's the stuffing to your turkey. He's the dildo in a man's ass who cheats on his wife on the weekends in the suburbs or in the city named Brandon from the fucking UK. Bobby Patterson, by the way. The guy's fucking to die for. Did you have, uh, did you, you had Glory in your pick, in your top five? Who? Glory? Yeah. No. No, because his part's small. Yeah, but he's so impactful in that, yeah. but no, just no. All right, I'm just—I was just looking at some of the ones I think we missed. Uh, Glory was in there. I—I I still like the Fallen. I, I know that that wasn't a great yeah, movie, but I like—I I like John Goodman. I thought they played well off of each other. You wouldn't put uh, Flight. Oh yeah, I put Flight in there. Yeah. Flight was, Flight was great, was and, and to see that, him yeah. as kind of a scumbag that you, you know, a drug addict. I should yeah. say scumbag, but a drug addict. That's not a a, a character that he you know he plays like that. I'm uh, drunk now. <laughs> yeah, when he goes through and 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 they destroy their room looking for the alcohol. He when he's yeah, yeah that, that Don Cheadle was great in that. Yeah. Don Cheadle was fucking awesome in that. Don Cheadle's a great actor. He does. He is. He's, he, Boogie Nights is one of his greatest performances. Dude, Boogie Nights is one of my favorite movies, man. It really is. Yeah, that that that's the one movie that didn't feel Mark Wahlbergian. Kind of at the very end. At the he, end, when he pulls his cock. <laughs> but it was like. I, he, it was like he, Mark Wahlberg was the perfect person to pull his cock out on screen like that. <laughs> like, you know, he wanted to. But you know, that wasn't his cock. The cock, yeah, yeah no, it was yeah. A, 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 prosthetic. But if you were Mark Wahlberg, you would go, no, they, you know, they, they had put a smaller one on. What if you just pulled it out? You just heard good vibrations. <laughs> yeah. Can you feel it, baby? I forgot what movie it is, but they play it at the, at the end. Like at the movie. Like, oh, the they, comedy. Yeah. Ooh, wait. No, I'm I'm fucking up. Uh, whatever it is at the very end uh, when they're doing the credits, they, they they show him on stage and then they play good vibrations. Really? And you see his face. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. Paul Sharp. <clears throat> oh, it was in the Rockstar. The Rocks that movie, The Rockstar, where he's the singer. Right. He's on stage and they're filming. Right, it. right. And so the sound person, I guess, you know, when they're big on the big stage. Right. And then you hear the, ba- the it's it's a it's a take where they, you know, they obviously just cut and then you just hear good vibrate, you know. And they show his reaction. Yeah, his reaction. He's I heard he does not like that. Oh, lot. he doesn't. He does. Did you ever see that clip? Remember that clip on uh back when MTV had TRL? Yeah. And he's on the stage with Eminem. No, I don't see. He, Carson Daly brings Eminem and Mark Wahlberg out, and Eminem goes, yeah, this is great. Let's just all stand here like one big funky bunch. And Mark just was like, you asshole. But, you know, because Eminem was probably giving him the business for it. It wasn't like yeah. he just said it to be like, oh, this will be cute and funny. Right. He was probably like, yeah, don't forget where you come from right. with your fucking stupid. <laughs> I like that Good Vibration song, though. I hate to say it. I do. Yeah. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a song that I... 
that when it comes on the radio, it doesn't make you feel. It makes you feel that, that those were during my traumatic school years where I would chase white girls and do the Running Man. Dude, those were happy. Like it's happy music. Yeah. Uh, Paul Sharp, uh, Charlotte or Samantha. Yo, what's up, fellas? Uh, I'm a first time emailer. Welcome. Uh, but I've uh, been listening since day one. I'm a real nigga from Chicago. Harry's, I've been a fan since you started comedy. I even did stand up for several years because of you and Eddie Murphy. Well, look at that. Uh, but had to focus on my real job because it wasn't paying the bills. Now for the meat and potatoes. Uh, I used to chauffeur actors, actresses around when they would come to the shy to film a movie. <clears throat> on this one movie called Baby on Board, I was driving John Corbett around, uh, around and he would have to be in the disguise because women would throw panties at this nigga because of the character he played, Aiden, on Sex in the City. Wow, really? I'd never watched the show, so he took a liking to me because I wasn't starstruck, which is true, but I wanted to stick my finger in Bo Derek's booty, which is a, which, which is his <laughs> longtime girlfriend. I wonder if you told him that. Uh, I drove her also when she wanted to surprise this nigga on the set during his kissing scenes. Weird, sexy, old hoe. Anyway, I've heard you talk about the show uh, Sex and the City on the podcast, saying it's in your top three shows of all time. So I said, fuck it. Let me see what this nigga is talking about. And goddamn, you are right. I'm telling you, man, it's great TV. I had no idea these hoes were going to be showing ass and titties on every episode, let alone talking about sucking big dick, small dick, swallowing, spitting anal fingers in the butt, Kanye, and all other wild shit. So my question to you is, which order would you bang these sluts? From first to last, <laughs> mine would be Charlotte, Samantha, Carrie, then the dyke. Hope you read this on the podcast. Ah, uh, that would be my order. Because I'm telling you, uh, what's her real name? I can't remember think of a real name. Christine, Christine Davis. Okay. Oh, yeah. That yeah. plays uh, Charlotte. Man, them legs, dude. When she got on heels, them legs, man. Um, I like the cuteness. When she was young, when, especially when she's young in right. the early stage, she's just really, she has a nice body and she's very cute. Yes, yes. Very, very uh, Happy-go-lucky white girl. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, hope you read this on the podcast. And sorry for smoking before I wrote this because I know it's lengthy. Also, Aries, can you hook me up with two tickets uh, when y'all come to the Schomburg Improv in October? Yes. Uh, I promise to buy a bunch of merch. Oh, and Andy, uh, I didn't forget about you. Uh, about you, you dirty, rotten little nigga. Get a watch club. <laughs> All right, boys, peace out. Hey, do me a favor. In between now and then, if you ever get a chance to stick your finger in Bo Derek booty, uh, come to the show and let me smell it. <laughs> I want to see what Derek booty finger smell like. Oh, that's your order, though. That's the order you'd go. Yes, yes. What What is the uh, the lesbian one? What's her name? On the show, she was Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. You don't. You if she was your girl, though. And she was bringing in some of her girlfriends. That wouldn't be worth it to you? For me to fuck? No, yeah. To, to, to take her off number four. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would take her off number four. Yes. You replace your place in the pussy pecking order when you bring in other pussies. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that, would be the, that would be the only upside that I see there. But right. his order wasn't bad. No. No, no, no. Uh, and I, I would go in that order. Uh, I know some people have jokingly made fun of Sarah Jessica Parker because she's got a long face. But when she was young, she's kind of cute, too. She's cute, but she's, she's 
What? She, 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 there's nothing wrong with her. Right. Just saying, out of the four, <laughs> I mean, character-wise, who's going to fuck you the best? Well, character-wise, Samantha. Right. So is he, is he saying who, the, like, the girls themselves, the, the women that played it themselves? Good question. Or, Good question. or is he saying the characters? Because the characters, that's a whole different yes. scenario. Because if you fuck... Uh, What's what's your favorite again? I'm sorry. Uh, Chris and Davis. If you, if Charlotte. You, if you fuck Charlotte, you're stuck with Charlotte. And you can't. That's right. it. Yeah. Samantha, you can fuck Samantha. And then still end up. If you fuck Samantha first, you could end up getting uh, uh, whatever. Chris and Davis. Yeah. 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 So you get. There's a, there's, there's a game to be played in this. There's a game within the game. It, it's soft. <laughs> Here's a game. Uh, Darren Williams, porn names and Dr. King. Uh, yo, what up, homies? The skit you did with MLK saying Sam Jackson's lines was funny as shit. I had me, you know, it's funny, and this is why you know, subjective. Of course, I read somebody wrote on YouTube, uh, yo, the Dr. King bit was was hacky and lame. It's going, but you can't, you just can't please everybody. You know, most people thought it was fucking hilarious. You shouldn't try to please everybody. Exactly. I should okay. Why was it hacky and lame though? I, you know, some people just you know. It's funny that it, it, it took nothing away from Martin Luther King. It was just that his voice fits could fit into that character to make it very funny. I don't understand why. Some people are just idiots. This uh, even Sam Sam Jackson's lines were funny as shit. Had me at work dying. LOL. Also, just wondering, can I call my shot on theme song when you read my emails? Can you go? It's, can you go, it's the thuggish rubbish bone, then just cut it off and say, just a bit outside. Cleveland. Anyway, it's your Cleveland nigga, Darren. Uh, it's, let me think about it. <laughs> I think we have too many people wanting theme songs now. Yeah. Uh, okay, porn titles. Bat Dude and Throbbing. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny and throbbing. Yeah. Um, grinding Nemo. But what's the concept? Like somebody's fucking fish? No, I don't know. But I, I just think about putting fish into a grinder. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, okay, you put the fish in a grinder, and then when you make a paste, you use that as lubricant to jack off. So you're grinding Nemo. Uh, and those are called, called clownfish, by the way, back when I used to own a fish tank. Um, Did you, you own a fish tank? I was terrible. Man, I, you know what I had? I had a white and black eel, and it would constantly jump out of the tank. <laughs> so at night, I just hear what, and I'd have to turn the light on, and this fucking white eel was on my carpet, and I didn't want to pick it up, and I was Ugh. so I just died. <laughs> you wouldn't just pick it up, nah, yo. Put some clothes on. Nah, I died, and my brother would pick it up. Um. You t- would you take care of the tank? Would you clean the tank? Out I had there? a professional come down. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, it, I can't imagine you going. Oh, I gotta, oh no, I would never. No, no. What no. are you going to do today? So, oh, it's my, it's my clean the fish tank. Day. No, fuck that shit. Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana. Jones. Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. I like that one. Yeah, I, I it's like kind of it. creative. Yeah, it is. Uh, add mama to the train. Throw mama from the train. Oh, add, add mama, mama to, to the, the train. train. That's not bad. That's, yeah. Uh, Horror of the Rings. No? It's all right. It's not better than, you know. Add Mama to the Train. Yeah. 
And Dr. King, I had her cream. It's not really a movie, but yeah. if they, what if they did a porno and they had a dude, of course, play Dr. King? I had a cream last night. <laughs> no. Yeah. He fucks her on the Washington Monument <laughs> while he's giving the speech. I had a cream. Nah, nah, I'm not, yeah, right. I'm not going with that one. All right, all right. Uh, but you did. There, there was some solid there's, there's ones two, in there. There's two of them that I really liked, and that's good. I mean, yeah. we're, we're starting to get very judgy about it because we've yes. got so many good ones. Yes. So to make the cut, you got to keep getting better. We should pick a winner at the end of the year, and the winner will get uh, a, a a Buffalo Wild Wings coupon. And and a, and a, and a and a twenty ounce bottle of lube. Yes, <laughs> yes, chicken and lube. What a great combination. Um, Verb Turner. God damn, dog. This is. I gotta. This will be the last one because this is. Jesus. Uh, Whoa, talking about a scroll, man. That even Dewan is like, what? <laughs> I might save that to next week. Start off with that one because that shit is long. Uh, beep, 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 beep. Hear he, hear he, Dewan curse. Andy blacks for Donald Trump and the N word. What's good, fellas? I was thinking if my shit gets red again, seems like a brother's on timeout. My intro music could be that slick Rick opening from his song The Ruler's Back. Hark, who goes there? It is I, Richard of Nottingham. Well, speak up, man. What is it? News from the East. Dewan the Scroll Master has returned. He didn't come up with a song. He came up with a script. <laughs> <laughs> he already has trumpets playing. Yeah. Uh, y'all ripped the uh, Band-Aid off the racial and political commentary on today's episode to N-Word or not to N-Word. Andy touched on some real points about Donnie, how the media continues to dog him and how that fuels his base. The bottom line is Trump is not a career politician, and that's the allure about him. Uh, these career politicians like Sleepy Joe have been robbing the working man for the past 40 years, and people are tired of that shit. Fuck both of them. Uh, who runs for office at 80 years old? Someone with an eternal lust for power. As a black man, it comes down to who's going to impact my bottom line and who's the least racist, and that's what gets my vote. I'm not totally sold on this native uh, this narrative of more blacks are showing up for Donnie, they said the same about Hillary, and we saw how that turned out. Um, as far as the N-word, it's really simple. Uh, whites should not use it, period. However, that excludes arts, entertainment, but that shit better be fucking entertaining as hell, but that's subjective, so you can't really even say that. Um, uh, when I hear young people use it in my presence, I drop a little knowledge on them. Talk about how talk about the history and how they shouldn't use that word in front of white people because that plays a big part with white people feeling entitled to use it. In short, if we want others to stop using it, then we have to continue to take zero, take a zero tolerance approach. Uh, damn it. I think I went over the two minute mark. Love you guys. Hope this one gets read. As always, keep your pimp hands strong. One love, Dwan. Beep, 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 beep. That is the end of Dwan Kess. <laughs> Um, you know, I think there's something else in there that, you know, yes. when he said white people shouldn't use unless it's comedy, entertainment, whatever yeah. he said, I'll, I'll throw the, a caveat into it. And then he said, it better be funny. Mm -hmm. 
it better be, how about this as far as funny? It better be funny enough that you get, that you are willing to do it in front of a black audience if you're going to do entertainment. Yes. Or be willing to do it and get punched in the mouth, which is entertaining for us. Well, it's just that I, I see people that will do it, but they have like a, they don't have a black audience. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing it in the comfort of their own living room, not in the comfort of, 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 of mainstream's living room. Right. And that's why I never minded doing it is because I didn't go hide when I did it. I did it in front of a black audience when I was doing yes. running my joke. Uh I, you know, that, that's the other thing that I always, uh, that I took pride in with it is that I wasn't doing it as like, Oh, look, this is a funny joke in here. It's made for these people. It was a joke that was funny. It wasn't made for anyone. And I was willing to do it. And I was willing to go do it in, in where black people live. Yeah. So I think that's important. If you're going to, if you're going to add it to entertainment. Yeah. Uh, that would be it. It is five fifty-seven. It's time to go run some water across it. Yeah, we got to do a show tonight. As this is our, this is actually the last day of September. Yeah, uh, we're in uh, uh, Kansas City, um, and let me give you the dates. Here we go, real quick. Um, dun 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 dun. We are at. Oh yeah, you're listening to this. We're going to be at the Hartford Funny Bone in Manchester, Connecticut, uh, October 6th to the 7th, October 13th to the 15th, Orlando, Florida, October 19th to the 22nd, Chicago Improv, uh, October 26th to the 29th, Milwaukee Improv, November 3rd through the 5th, Levity Live in West Nyack, November 10th through the 12th, Improv in Tampa, Florida, November 16th to the 19th, Improv in Orlando, California. Uh, November 24th through the 26th, Improv in San Jose, December uh, 1st through the 3rd, Tacoma Comedy Club in Tacoma, December 7th through the 10th. Uh, we have moved that date. We are no longer going to be at Magoobies at this moment. We have a week off. Uh, that date has been moved to, I believe, the second week of January. December 15th through the 17th, we'll be at Summit in Fort Wayne, Indiana, December 21st to the 23rd, Bricktown Comedy Club in OKC. And finally, rounding out the year, December 28th to the 30th, we'll be back in Washington, D.C. at the world-famous improv. I got a quiz for you. Um, If Star Wars took place in Florida, Billy D. Williams' character was introduced, what would his name be? I don't know, but when they introduced him, a bull would break through Uh the wall and a beer would instantly be in his hand. And it would be in the hands of Orlando Calrissian. Orlando Calrissian. I like it. All right. That's enough cheesy jokes. See you, folks. That's that a show. rhymes. That's enough cheesy jokes. See you, folks. That's the show. goes down unless I'm involved.
no blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag is sold in the park. I want in. You guys got fat while everybody stopped on the street. It's my turn. Hmm. You think you're gonna live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? If any of you are tired of getting ripped off by guys like that, you come with me. I'm at the Plaza Hotel. You're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy.